about the request of culture. This is Clint. And this is Gordon. <laughs> I just realized I was introducing. <laughs> it's all good. How are you doing? Good. Dude, this weather is like ridiculously awesome right now. So That's know, true. It's just easier it's like easier to wake up in the morning, you know? Because when it's sunny and ninety degrees, that's just good stuff. Yeah. Some people listening to this are probably like hating me right now because it's cold or they're like 90 degrees sounds awful but no no it's awesome it's really good because it's just nice outside you can do stuff outside yeah i just wish i had more time this week i really wanted to go lay out by the pool and read but that's not gonna happen it's a busy week so but yeah everything's been good how about you things are good i'm a little tired um just because i woke up kind of right before coming here yeah almost locked my keys in my car when i was getting coffee like while i was running which would have been really bad but i didn't and the only other thing is because it's warmer outside so i've been saying that like i've been trying to be more active during lent and i've been saying that like i haven't been more active but i've noticed like i'm aware of opportunities when i like when i can be so like on the retreat when the kids want to like do something that partakes in running Mm mm-hmm being aware of like oh this is a chance for me to exercise so i say yes right but i've more just realized lately that it's not true it's just that because the weather is nicer i will be more active like we're playing stuff outside before youth group yeah so like yesterday i played kickball and so i was like okay i'm just gonna be more active in the summer and in the winter i won't be that's just how it's gonna be but last week i accidentally punted a football trying to like stop it with my foot because it was too far of a throw so i couldn't catch it with my hands you know i tried to like kick the okay yeah, yeah to try I, and knock it down and it it uh, landed on my shin it was i guess going further than i thought when the, my foot was sticking out and i bruised my shin which was fine <laughs> but as of monday just the way it looks i thought maybe like it's worse than it was and then playing kickball yesterday mm worsened it again right and so now i'm even like aware of it when i'm walking and i'm just like trying to self-diagnose on the internet and that's a terrible idea (laughs) so i think i'm like psyching myself out i think it's just a bruise but i'm like i think my foot might be broken (laughs) from punting football (laughs) Uh, yeah and my doctor in help right now is lizzie so it's just like lizzie can you look at this yeah you're probably dying (laughs) other than that i'm great nice okay so other than your death bruise everything's yeah. good cool what about uh media you've been taking in uh still watching a lot of movies i just finished oh i just binged actually the netflix series called russian doll okay yeah i saw you posted that on the patreon patreon uh community yeah page yeah i did that i was watching it uh but i just finished that show it's pretty good it's interesting if, if you it shoots about a girl that keeps dying in the same day and when she dies she wakes up and starts the day over and she's got to figure out how to get out of that loop and that's the entire se- season they're, they're 25 minute episodes and there's only eight so it's really easy to binge okay um four hours other than that me and lizzie watch this ridiculous movie called dale and tucker versus evil i feel like i've heard of that but i know yeah nothing it's kind of old it. uh it's just two country hicks that are going on vacation 
Uh, and then like these college students going on vacation that see them like in passing and they think that they're creepy and then they end up like, are they creepy? They're not. And so they end up going like, um, as they're both on vacation, the college students think that these country guys are after them and killing them. Like it's a scary movie, Mm -hmm. but it's just like coincidence (laughs) that that like one guy, one of the guys is like trying to like cut wood and he actually cuts to a hornet's nest and then he's like running around like a madman with a chainsaw because he's being chased by bees <laughs> and they're like he's like accidentally chasing these college students which he never sees because his eyes are closed oh my stuff gosh. like that and it's just it's it's stupid but it's really funny it's like one of those early 2000s just yes. like stupid <laughs> comedies yeah okay. um i finally saw spider-man into the spider-verse is it as good Sunday? as everyone said yeah really yeah it's oh. definitely in my top five marvel films what oh my gosh I, I was so hesitant to watch it and i still haven't just because i don't people are gonna hate me for this i don't like the animated like superhero stuff as much as i like the live okay. action i think if the like comic books like reading them a little more because some I, I i like i watch and i own some of the adaptations of actual comic book stories that are animated okay um and then the batman like tv series is a classic mm-hmm. but i can understand that yeah but yeah it's great if especially if you like comic books it makes a lot of nods to the old spider-man movies that are hilarious and it's just really like visually it's great and the story is just fun hmm. i enjoyed it a lot and i cried okay but we we do that a lot <laughs> all right maybe I'll, maybe i'll actually check it out though I mean, I've gotten a lot of people saying I need to just suck it up and watch it because yeah. it's I really good. I told Cody, I was like, top five, because he hasn't seen it either. And he's like, all right, I'm buying it. So you might own it soon. Cool. I'll wait a week and I'll watch it for free. Perfect. But it could be. I haven't like sat down and thought about it. Like I've never really ranked my MCU movies. Could be in my top three. Mm. I don't know. I'd have to think, think about it. What would be top one? I, like I said, I haven't thought about it. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it'd be like a running for like Iron Man one, Infinity War, or Guardians. Okay, maybe we should like figure this out before Endgame. Endgame. We I'll think about it and we can talk about it on the right. show. Yeah. We'll see. What maybe we when we, when we do Endgame, we just the entire Endgame podcast will just be us ranking <laughs> all of the other movies and not actually even talk about Endgame. Yeah, just kidding. We're not going to do that, guys. Lizzie made me watch. Not made me. We've been wanting to watch this for a while. It's called Howl's Moving Castle. It's an anime. Oh, um, okay. I think it's by the same guy. Maybe not. Sorry, guys. I don't. I've only seen like three animes in my life. I'm getting into this thing. Do Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh count? I, I don't count them, but those count. So I've seen five animes <laughs> in my life. <laughs> but it's really good. It's really. It's one of those like beautiful animation movies. I think it's by that guy that did like Ponyo and other stuff I don't know that one Totoro I don't know I know very few animes I know of them because I had a Tumblr back in the day and I've seen all Tumblr like I didn't realize how much of this movie I'd seen in gifs on Tumblr okay <laughs> but I'd seen most of it it was good <laughs> it was weird right in my alley and then I finally watched Glass which oh. is the third final trilogy to was it good yeah. I didn't even know it came out. I totally lost track of what movies were coming out when. Yeah, it came out last year. 
What? Came out last year. Glass. Mm-hmm. No way. Way in the fall. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Because I know Chris had never seen Split, and so he watched. And no, and it, Chris hadn't seen Split or Unbreakable. No, that came out in January. Oh, okay. So Chris saw Split and Unbreakable in the fall. I mean, Unbreakable and then Split in the fall. And he's like, "No, I'm gonna go see Glass." I don't know if you ever did see it. I wasn't crazy about Split, just because of the oh, I liked it twist ending and just well, I love Unbreakable and I liked Split. I think he did an incredible job, but just because of the twist ending, I was like, "What is?" I'm not Sean Long doing like tying this world together doesn't make <laughs> that just doesn't make any sense until this movie yeah and then I was like okay oh. everyone needs to see all three of these movies like in the same day it's incredible hmm. and it's beautiful okay yes wow it's it. it's online ratings are not good but I love I like the other movies so I'm gonna watch it either way if you like superheroes and like superhero lore watch class really yeah okay but it's it's like its own universe yeah, yeah but if you've have you seen unbreakable yeah i've seen the other two yeah so like the fact that glass deems himself and bruce willis as like superheroes because he owns like right. a, he owns his yeah. own comic store and so this is like the final piece to like that he um i don't want to say anything because it's just yeah good. yeah i'm actually gonna watch this one so please don't spoil it yeah that's it what have you seen i've seen single i've taken a lot wow yeah i think you're taking in way more than me right now as well as podcasts yeah that's been my big thing is podcasts i started listening to dice camera action again which is my okay. one of my favorite uh D streams so finally getting caught up on them i was like eight weeks behind so it's pretty pretty bad for me I've almost listened to every podcast episode that I have downloaded for all of the different shows. And I have a lot of shows. What are you going to do? Probably download some new ones. Oh, okay. <laughs> or find a different... I thought you meant like you're almost caught up with all the shows. No, I am. Oh, okay. But I mean like start new shows. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because nice. what else? This is what happens when I... I have look. one for you. We can talk about it later if okay. you need more shows. Cool. Because I've been listening to them at, at double speed, right? Yeah. So just plowing through all of these. But yeah, so the newest one, like I talked about last week, I think, is Clerically Speaking. Yeah. So I've been listening to them, really crushing through their stuff. But they just started back in like August. So it's only like 30 some episodes, I think. So going through those, I've been watching Umbrella Academy. You got me watching that. So that's weird and awesome and i'm still trying to piece together what's gonna happen because i have no idea so good yeah so i'm about halfway through that i think and the last one i guess not last thing but the next thing is i've actually been reading asterix comics right it's a french comic but i'm reading it in english and it's actually really funny yeah there's just a bunch of dry like witty humor so yeah so that's been really cool. And the last thing is actually what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. That which, was the last thing I and took too. Okay. I tried to do it double speed. That's a terrible idea. The movie? Don't watch a movie in double speed. No, that sounds awful. Or one and a half speed. It's so hard. Oh. Well, you, you do it with podcasts. And I was like, I can do this. And I did it. And so it was fast forwarding. To, to clarify, <laughs> before I do it with a podcast, I have to be used to the people's voice. Yeah. 
Otherwise, it kind of throws me off. I don't know if that's weird, but... No, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, we, so once we I'm... talked about it. I listen to it at, at normal speed until then. So this movie was requested by our good friend Joseph. Uh, I don't know if you know Joseph, but... Steve we go way back. Yeah, okay. You're best friends. Good stuff. And he asked us to do the movie The Crimes of Grindelwald, which I had not seen until last night, and you watched most of it earlier this week. Yeah, so. I Yeah. Cool. So we'll do our best. If you guys are big Harry Potter fans or, or the Wizarding World universe, you've probably seen this, but some people don't like the new movies. So I mean, I'm a pretty big fan. I know Lizzie's a huge fan, but we haven't seen we haven't seen him. A lot of just behind. A lot of Harry Potter fans also just don't like the new series. Yeah. So. But I It's got a lot of nods to the old series. Right. It's just it's different. It it's, is. It's very it's portrayed very differently. So with that, let's go ahead and get talking let's about it. Let's do that. it. So it starts off in like nineteen twenty seven or something like that, and this is about six months after the last movie mm-hmm. took place. And so we see Grindelwald has been arrested. Also, before we go any further if you haven't seen the first one, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, um, you might not know some of the characters, but you'll probably understand the gist of it by the time we are talking about it. So, a few spoiler alerts. Grindelwald gets arrested at the end of the first one. So, he is currently in prison. He's under high security. And we see that, or I guess we hear, they cut out his tongue so that he couldn't persuade his guards to let him out. They said he's very persuasive and this is like in the first minute of the movie probably yeah and immediately i thought of how this is how satan is portrayed mm-hmm. you know the, the deceiver the prince of lives flies with the silver tongue right you know so i thought it was really interesting that they cut out his tongue and i think that's a important theme throughout the movie too so well in the person who's there's someone that's helping him yeah but no one in, knows. in the beginning mm-hmm. and his tongue is a snake tongue yeah well that's because grindelwald helped him grow it back or whatever yeah well i'm just to yeah. help with yeah. that yes it's true <laughs> yes so going off of that his name is abernathy by the way the guy that helped him so essentially what's happening is they're trying to move grindelwald from this the security to go to wherever he's being judged, right? Wherever they're going to have the the court. But we very soon realize that the person that they have under custody as Grindelwald is actually this Abernathy character who's posing as Grindelwald. And it's his tongue that's missing. And Abernathy, or who appears to be Abernathy, is actually the real Grindelwald who's on the outside, and so Grindelwald attacks this flying cart, and there's this air battle scene, and essentially they beat all of the government wizards, and he frees the real Abernathy and gives him a new tongue, which, like you just said, is a snake tongue. I think it's also important that uh, he manages to save all of his belongings, too, especially this special like silver necklace that comes up over and By over. By the way, guys... Magical high security lockdown is 
awesome. It was pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite one was the when the door locked. Yeah. It was, like, <laughs> it was, it was so pretty cool. sweet. Yeah. Okay. So that was cool. And then three months after that, we kind of flash forward. And this is where we see our first character from the, the first the, movie. The first movie. Yep. So it's Newt. It's Commander. He's kind of the main character of this this new series. And so he's walking through the Ministry of Magic in England, and he finds his future sister-in-law, is what we find out. Her name is Lita Lestrange, and she's now working at the Ministry. Oh. <laughs> uh, and from, from that very first conversation, we get this idea that she's kind of fond of him. There's something there. And we also find out that Newt has been banned from travel outside of the country, and so he's been appealing that. And so he's going to the ministry to do that today. And the ministry says that they will agree to allow him to travel as long as he starts to work for them as an or, which is someone who fights evil, essentially. And we also find out that Credence, who's a very powerful wizard, who is kind of dangerous because he can't really control his magic. We find out that he survived the first movie and is actually hiding somewhere in Europe. And so after this whole conversation, Newt refuses to fight. He just says that's not him. That's not his skill set. He right. doesn't want to change who he is. He said, that is my brother's job, right? So his brother's name is Theseus, and he's the one who tried getting Newt the job, essentially. So right after this, they have a conversation outside of that hearing. And Newt says to his brother Theseus, I don't want to hear how the ends justify the means. And then Theseus says, everyone is going to have to pick a side, even you. And Newt responds, I don't do sides. So let's just break it down from oh, yeah. here. What are your thoughts? Because I know okay. you love Newt. So, yes. Yeah, so I was telling Clint before this started, I feel like if I lived in the Harry Potter world, because, you know, people ask that question, like, what kind of wizard would you be? And I always felt like, the safe answer would be like, well, I probably wouldn't be a wizard. Like, I probably would be a muggle in the Harry Potter world. But now that Newt, like, exists and I've seen Newt, he's a little more introverted than I am. But his quirkiness and then, like, his love of animals and, like, his love to be different than the rest of the world. I was like, I think that just seems like me. Um, but I love... Okay, so to explain to listeners, one of the things they talk about is that Grindelwald thinks that wizards should be above everyone, including muggles mm-hmm. and most wizards. So he wants like total domination in the world. Specifically pure blood. Wizards. Correct. Yes, pure pure bloods. And so that's what he's trying to achieve. And so it's it's pure bloods against everyone else. And it's the, that kind of side in Grindelwald's eyes, eyes. And the Ministry of Magic thinks that that's wrong. And so they're trying because there's this like, they've had good standing with half-bloods and muggles for so long they've like made this agreement like we can live among the world Mm -hmm. so in the ministry of magic's eyes it's us versus grindelwald and his propaganda right and so you when you think about it what newt is saying like i don't do sides and this will justify the means he's saying like okay grindelwald is wrong because he's making this us and them. Mm-hmm. But what you guys are doing is no different because you too are making it us and them against Grindelwald. Mm-hmm. 
and that's not going to work. And like you see, and you, you can tell throughout the rest of the movie, like the Ministry of Magic does seem very similar to Grindelwald in, in their action. And it's like, and we can see that in, in this world, I think, today, where like people think they're do, like people in authority or people that are in governmental positions or, or just people that think they're in the right because they're against an evil or against a wrong, but the way they're going about it is evil is this isn't really known different yeah and i think that's this first line is really important i don't want to hear how the ends justify the means because we see that this agency the ministry they are sacrificing their morality and you can even kind of tell that in the this conversation where right after this conversation they hire an assassin who they didn't want to hire but because they think there's no other way they they do it Right, so they know it's wrong, but they do it anyways because they think the ends justify the means, and that's not how morality works. You, you know, it's it's not about the outcome because if you do something wrong to try and do something good, you're still doing something wrong. Yeah, and I think that's something that's really important to remember because we forget a lot of the times that we can't justify what we're doing by saying that we're trying to do something good in the end. I also think it's good to recognize, like, if you're trying to do something and it seems like the only option is this thing you don't want to do or you don't like the idea of, it's probably either not your only option or, I don't know, you choose to, like, kind of sit back and wait for another option. Like, there's this, there's this idea of, it's not supposed to be easy. It's not going to be easy, probably, to do the right thing. Yeah. It's never going to be easy. And it might not necessarily be possible right away. It's also kind of like um, a false dichotomy, right? So like this false dilemma where they're picturing it as there's only two options here. But Newt, and this is one thing I love about him, and we see it right from this beginning part, he is true to who he is, even with the, the aura job. He could have very easily taken the or job and not been morally wrong. But he said, that's not who I am. That's my brother. And so he, we see that he has a very strong understanding of who he is and his identity. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important throughout the entire film. Agreed. And yeah. so recognizing that's not who I am, there's another option for me. Right? I don't think that these are the only two options. Like, there's something else. And so he figures it out and that's what the whole movie essentially comes down to mm-hmm. so with that right after this conversation this scene we jump over to grindelwald again who is now in paris and they he, he and some of his followers are moving into this house of someone who just passed away and i'm pretty sure they killed him. They, did. they yeah. didn't explicitly they, say it, but it's pretty obvious. The green flashes is a killing spell. Yeah. Well, and then right after that. Yeah. They really, he really shows his colors. Yeah. So we see as they're kind of going in and taking over this house of the people they just killed. Pretty sure they were human. I'm almost positive. As they go in, they're walking through and they find a baby that's just sitting there playing. And Grindelwald comes up to him and kind of interacts with him for a little bit and then just walks away. And then he leaves one of his hench people, right. hench woman, 
in that room, and as the door is closing, we see that same green light flash. What I think is really important when you think about Harry Potter's story, because his parents were killed, and then he was a baby, mm-hmm. and Voldemort tried to kill him, just tried just like the same way, just trying to kill him, right. take over a house, and he didn't die. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, yeah. Maybe boy, it's a little boy bit who of a lived. nod. Yeah. Another boy who lived. No, I don't think he lived. <laughs> Pretty sure. So, with that... We see that Grindelwald and his crew are willing to sacrifice even the like young innocent life for their cause. And so we're seeing again, to them, they're trying to use the ends to justify the means. Oh, yeah. Right. Even to the point of killing an innocent child. So after this, we're back to Newt again. And he meets with young Albus Dumbledore, which is interesting to see. I know a lot of people were kind of upset by the portrayal some people were happy with it it is what it is i don't really have he aged terribly (laughs) that's all i gotta say about that yeah (laughs) if that was young dumbledore he aged terribly yeah young young dumbledore is super sassy yeah it's true for sure so we find out that dumbledore was actually the one that sent newt to new york in the first movie and that's where he got in trouble in the first place and we also find out that Credence is in Paris trying to trace down his real family. And so we kind of hear some of the rumors from that, but one of the things that Dumbledore says to Newt is when he's trying to convince Newt to go on this new mission to find Credence, Newt's trying to figure out why me, why not you just do it? Why can't you choose someone else? And Dumbledore says, you do not seek power or popularity You simply ask, is it right in itself? And you do it no matter the cost. So I want to break that down a little bit. What are your thoughts? That was my favorite line in the whole movie. It was beautiful. He's like, like, you know what? Because what he prefaces with is, do you know why I like you, Newt? Because you don't do anything for power. You Mm -hmm. just ask yourself if it's right. And if we go back to the Ministry of Magic scene, talking about him knowing who he is, he probably asked himself in that room, is this right or wrong? And this, this is wrong. Because you guys are in the wrong. And you're not in line with what I agree is right. And yeah, there's this idea of it kind of just, yeah, the whole scene earlier with the ends justifying the means. When we justify anything we do by the end goal, even if it's right or wrong, then you're still choosing wrongs along the way. And that's ultimately wrong. Mm-hmm. Whereas if every opportunity and every decision you have to make you ask yourself okay is this right or is this wrong is this right or is this wrong and then choosing the right every time it might take twice as long you might find out what you thought you're supposed to be doing as far as like your role in this bigger picture is not what your role actually is Mm -hmm. and but you're choosing right the whole time through yeah and i think that's one of the big things about this line is it says you simply ask is it right in itself right i think that's what you're trying to get at is it's not this big picture thing you're just looking at is what i'm doing right or wrong and i think this is really important because we see that when newt understands who he is it's so much easier not easy but easier for him to make that decision of what is right and what is wrong also and this is skipping ahead just barely dumbledore is asking him to go to paris Mm-hmm. Just like he asked him to go, and Newt will will go to Paris, 
illegally. But he's not in the wrong. Does that make sense? Break that down for us. So that he finds a, he he's breaking rules to pursue a right because he knows he needs to go to help Credence because if Credence ends up with Grindelwald, like chaos will ensue. He doesn't know what, but that's just what he's been told. And whereas the ministry just thinks stop and kill Grindelwald and, and Newt is not after a life, like as far as taking one, he's just after this innocent life who's just lost in the mix. And he's willing to break rules or go, or it's not even like, okay, he's, he's breaking rules, but in the eyes of the ministry of magic, he's like an outlaw. If he, if he goes to Paris, and I think if you think about Jesus, what Jesus was doing was like so against these rules and so against the eyes of the people in control and in, in leadership. And that's why, or not, it's not why, but it's part of like what led up to his crucifixion, which we're about to experience soon. Right. But nothing of what Jesus did was wrong. Yeah. Everything he okay. did was in the right. I gotcha. That makes sense. So moving kind of forward, we see after this, Newt goes back to his house, which is a pretty sweet scene, but the first part, there's not a whole lot to it. And then we see some characters that we saw from the first movie. So we see Jacob Kowalski, who I think was probably everyone's favorite in the original movie. He was really funny. And Kowalski's girlfriend, Queenie. They both show up into his house, and they find out that Kowalski's memory wipe from the first movie actually only wiped some of the memories, not all of them. And Mm -hmm. so they've kind of filled in the blanks and everything, everything is back to normal. But Newt's girlfriend, Tina, didn't come. And Tina's also Queenie's sister. Find out that those two are fighting because Queenie and Kowalski are engaged. And Kowalski is kind of delusional, seems to be under a spell. And Newt figures out that Queenie enchanted him to fall in love with her. So he gets rid of the spell, and then those two start fighting. And Queenie gets mad and leaves to go find Tina and be with her. From that, Newt finds out that Tina is living in Paris, and so now Dumbledore wants him to go to Paris. Tina's in Paris, and so he and Kowalski leave like immediately to go figure out what's going on. So next, we see Credence and his love interest, Nagini. And so this is where we see kind of the origins of Nagini the snake right. from the original series. Yeah. And we find out that she is a human, but she's a maledictus, which means she turns into a snake and then eventually loses the ability to turn back into a human right. afterwards. She's like cursed. Yeah. So they are working at a circus, kind of like trapped there as a freak show, essentially. And they manage to escape together. And Tina is hunting them down. And another man, Yusuf Kama, uh, is hunting them down too. And so they kind of cross paths and they talk and we find out that he is also part of a pure blood line and he's trying to hunt down credence. Okay. Now we go back to Grindelwald and his crew inside of their headquarters and they're talking about credence and kind of the plan they have for him. And so Grindelwald says, and I want you, as I read this to think about it as if he is the, prince of lies like satan okay so he says he's desperate for family he's desperate for love and then one of his henchmen says 
We know where he is. Why don't we get him? Grindelwald. He must come to me freely, and he will. The path has been laid, and he is following it perfectly. With that being said, so if Grindelwald is kind of the Satan figure, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, he can't control someone. He can't will them to choose bad mm-hmm. or or like do evil or even worship him. Like he, against their will. Yeah. He just lays down the foundation. Yeah. He even cheats. And you see that in this movie. Yeah. Like the foundation that has been laid or is still being laid is totally cheating. Mm. And what comes next? Right right when they meet. Yeah. It's like Job. He'll strip away everything. He'll take everything from you. Like uh, to make it seem like your only option is, is to go to him. Yeah. yeah. And that's exactly it. And I think... We're looking at he's desperate for family, he's desperate for love. And Credence is. I from the very beginning of the first movie, like Credence has just been essentially alone and betrayed and just trying to figure out who he is. He doesn't know who his family is. He's trying to figure that out. And so we see this kind of loss of identity and just confusion in who he is, a desire for love. And because of that, when he's not finding his family, when he's not finding the answers he's looking for, he turns to who he thinks can give him answers, right. but really can't. Yeah, and that's how Satan works. He'll, he knows what you're lacking and seeking, what your desire is. Yeah, He'll strip anywhere on earth you could get that desire actually fulfilled away from you mm-hmm. and then fill you with false, like that false desire. Yeah. He'll like cheat. And then he'll lie to you. Yeah, think of the fall. I mean, it's the exact same thing. Yeah. So we have Newt and Kowalski. They travel to Paris and they start to track Tina and Credence. So we see a few other things. And in there, Queenie actually gets kind of wrapped up with one of Grindelwald's hench people, right? And so she gets brought into their headquarters. Credence and Nagini track who they think is Credence's mother, but they find out that it's actually just the servant of his mother. Mm -hmm. The assassin, hired by the ministry, attacks them while they're doing that and kills the old woman. And so this kind of sets Credence off even more, and he loses control and destroys basically the entire building. And we find out immediately after this, the assassin, this is what you were just talking about, the assassin actually works for Grindelwald, not the ministry. He's just posing to work for the ministry. And so... Going back to that original conversation in the ministry, they didn't want to hire him. And so we see that they're actually giving in and hiring one of the henchmen of the Satan figure. Mm -hmm. So his real job is to protect Credence, but to make him feel desolate and alone, like you were just talking about. So even though he's posing as, as the assassin. So Newton Kowalski track the man who Tina met, comma, shows them to where she is which is like underground in the sewers, essentially. And he traps all of them inside. But one of Newt's beasts helps them escape, and they're able to kind of catch him. So we have Newt's brother, Theseus, his fiance Lita, and other ministry people come to Hogwarts, and they try talking to Dumbledore and figure out what's going on. And they ask him to fight Grindelwald. And we find out that the two were very, like, very close. He said mm-hmm. they were more than brothers mm-hmm. and that 
they can't fight each other for some reason. We don't know why. And they put a tracker on Dumbledore so he can't really do anything anymore to help help Newt. And after that, Dumbledore speaks with Lita kind of alone. And this is where we see kind of Lita's brokenness and her relationship with Newt in, in high school and stuff. And so they talk about each of their siblings' death. They had each lost a sibling very, very young. And Dumbledore says, It's never too late to free yourself. Confession is a relief, I'm told. A great weight lifted. Regret is my constant companion. Do not let it become yours. So, what do you think about that one? Uh, Let's talk about confession. The sacrament of. Also, I mean, outside of confession, just sharing, like, your burdens. Empathy and, like, walking with people when when you do that and like talk about what is on us with others rather than not talking about it at all or 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 thinking you're alone in something then like he said it's just tenfold so much easier yeah obviously it's definitely confession i even say it right there but with the theme of identity being so strong i think because she's letting this loss weigh on her and we find out later why it's weighing on her so much i'll go ahead and say it but she actually feels guilty for her brother's death Mm. and in some ways a little is i don't know if you didn't get to that part no right now we're kind of in the dark spoiler that's okay uh so i don't even know she had a brother i don't i don't yeah that's where the curveball is coming at the end so she feels guilty for her brother's death and because of that, it, it it's kind of affected who she views herself to be. And so she has this struggle with her identity too. And we see that play out as well. And I think that's part of the reason why she likes Newt so much. Because he is comfortable in who he is. And we see that play, back in, or play out in, in this flashback scene that we see between the two of them. Hmm. So a few other things happen, but I'm going to go ahead and skip over them because I don't think they're super important. But one of the next things that happens is back in Paris, Grindelwald calls all of his followers to a meeting by covering Paris in this magical black cloth. And so we see like this darkness being used to call upon people. And I think it was kind of, uh, kind of reminding to me of, if you ever watch like World War II movies and you see the long red cloths, red and black, of the the Nazi party hanging from the buildings, yeah, that's very much what it looked like. It also reminds me of we're, we just started a new series for youth group, like veiling, mm-hmm. but like the false false veiling, yeah, you know, so like blinding. It's because it was like sheets, but in the sky. Yeah, yeah, and so well, veiling is supposed to say like recognize something that is holy and protect it. Right, but the Whereas, fact that you know Christ stripped the veil, mm-hmm. um, and if you think in, like the story of like Moses veiling after he needed to, gotcha, stuff like yeah. that. So the tearing of the veil and yeah, gotcha. So we see this this black being used to call, um, and then right after that, he meets with Credence and Nagini on a rooftop and Grindelwald tells him that he knows where to find out who Credence actually is. 
And so we see exactly what you're saying. He promises that these are kind of like the main promises. I'm going to help you find your true identity, your true freedom. And he also talks about free love when he talks to Queenie. And so he's promising, I can help you understand who you really are. I can help you be truly free and I can help you be loved, which these are the lies of Satan. You know, those are like the exact same things. So we see that in, in Genesis, we see that throughout scripture and we see that in our own lives too. So a few other things kind of transpire here. I'm going to skip over them as well. And this is kind of where you're in the dark because I don't think you've been this far. Okay. So after this, Newt and Tina go to the family records vault and pretend to be Lita and Theseus. But Lita was actually already there, so they get caught by the keeper uh, of the records. And they find out that Lita's family records have been moved to the family tomb, which is also where Grindelwald is calling everyone to meet. And so they they go, and... Okay, here's where the spoilers come in. Brace yourself. It's fine. Okay. So we find out that Kama, who was the man from earlier, and Lita Lestrange are siblings. I knew it. So they find out <laughs> that he was alive after all, but this is where it gets crazy. So Credence wants to know who he is, obviously. Kama says that his parents were pure blood, And Lestrange, as in Lita's father charmed Kama's mother and conceived Lita in, in this second relationship, but his mother died in childbirth. And so he kind of, in a way, blamed Lita for that, but still saw Lita as like his younger sister. And because of this charm, he vowed to kill Lestrange. And after that, Lestrange immediately remarried and had a son named Corvus, who they say is Credence. He wanted to protect his only son because he knew that Kama was like vowed to kill him and like his heir, mm-hmm. essentially. So he sent Corvus and Lita and also their servant, who was the woman from earlier on in the movie, to America on a ship, but the ship sinks. And so we find out that, <laughs> well, from what he says, Corvus survived because someone Lita saved him okay and this is where Lita breaks down and we find out that she got so annoyed by the baby crying all the time that she actually switched it with another family and so she took a different baby and the baby that she left with the other family ended up drowning so her her brother Corvus did die because of her but she managed to save this new baby, which is Credence. And so they really don't know who he is, who he is yet. And so, so it's just even more confusing. He's even more infuriated because he doesn't know. Whoa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Next thing that happens is a passage opens up in the tomb, and it opens up into this massive Grindelwald meeting thing. And... It's essentially a Nazi-esque rally. Oh. And, yeah, it's very reminiscent of of that and Grindelwald being kind of this Hitler figure. So, Grindelwald, there's a lot of quotes here. So, I'm going to run through them because I think they're really important to understanding who Grindelwald is. Okay. And we'll kind of 
go from there. So Grindelwald walks out into the middle of this rally surrounded by people. And this is what we see in the trailer where he walks down the, the path and out into this, this big rally. He says, I see the muggles are not less, but other, not worthless, but of other value, not disposable, but of a different disposition. Magic blooms only in rare souls. It is granted to those who live for higher things. And oh, what a world we would make for humanity. We who live for freedom, for truth, and for love. And as he says each of those, freedom, truth, and love, it kind of flashes to each of the characters that he was kind of implanting that thought into. And then he shows a vision of what would happen if they don't revolt. And he shows, like, World War II, literally. So the destruction of Europe, the uh, atomic bomb, the Holocaust, all these things. And so everyone's, like, feeling the emotional tug to feel like they have to do something to stop all this, right? And so he's saying, if we don't do anything, this is what's going to happen. The humans... Don't fight. If we don't stop the muggles, the muggles are going to bring this about. Because he it. thinks the muggles are, are violent. And that's actually that, the next part here. It says, That is what we are fighting. Their arrogance. Their power lust. Their barbarity. How long will it take before they turn their weapons on us? Do nothing when I speak of this. You must remain calm and contain your emotions. There are orrors among us. Because we see Theseus and the other orrors had snuck in too. And so we have these orrors walking amongst this rally. And so they were sent there to arrest everyone there. But Theseus was warned by Dumbledore to not be violent. And so he tells the people that these orrors have killed other wizards, his followers, just for seeking truth and following him. And he kind of creates this anger inside of them. And one of them attacks an orr, and the orr fights back and kills oh, no. her. And so he treats her like a martyr and tells them all to go tell the world that it was the Aurors who started the violence, not him. And so now we have this lie that's being perpetuated. Perpetuate, uh, I'm going to skip Perpetuated. That word. Perpetuated, thank you. Out into the world that it's the Aurors, the people who are supposed to be fighting for good, who are starting the violence. Right. And that he is some kind of this martyr or hero. And this is kind of where it gets crazy, and we'll kind of leave it here, I think, is probably one of the last points. So he creates this magical fire that kills anyone who doesn't join him, and it's, it surrounds him. So the orders start to flee, but many die because the fire like starts to spread. And some people come in and join him, and we see they come in, they kind of like kiss his hand, and then they disappear. And... We see Credence joins him because he wants to find out who he is. Queenie joins him because she thinks it will help her be free to love Jacob because right now it's illegal. And then the Scamanders are being attacked and look like they're about to be killed, both brothers, Theseus and Newt. But Leda comes forward and says, stop, essentially. And he does. And he looks at her and she acts like she's going to join him as well. And then as Grindelwald turns, she attacks him, allowing essentially for the 
the brothers to escape. Right, right. But before she does that, she looks over at at them. So it's her and then Theseus is in between and then Newt's on the other side. Okay. She looks at Newt and says, I love you, but Theseus is kind of in between. So it's like this play of like, who does she really love? Because she's engaged to... Right. Yeah. Not really important, but still kind of like cool movie movie trick. And so we see all this and then afterwards they fight the flame with the help of Nicholas Fomel, who I kind of skipped. He came in earlier. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I want to spoil the rest of it, but what are your thoughts at least on this rally and everything going on there? It's confusing. Okay. I mean, I think it's kind of a perfect situation for Grindelwald. Oh yeah. Like what Dumbledore warned them against, like don't attack, don't be violent. Wasn't like don't, don't kill and don't be violent because we're not supposed to be violent. But he knows, like, look, that would look bad in Grindelwald, who is this, like, father of lies, Mm -hmm. is just going to turn that around to benefit him. Yeah. And it does. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's like, when you're in the thick of it, when you, when you know you're in this crowd of, well, the crowd's not all evil, but in this crowd of people and, like, in this type of place, you gotta be extra careful. Yeah. And And that's when you, that's when not choosing a way to justify an end to like like the reason they killed was self-defense mm. you know and i don't think attacking was necessarily wrong like if he if that person was to, was to like defend themselves and attack back but not to the point of death would have been understandable and no one like he couldn't have really twisted that too much but the fact that it ended up resulting in death and what justified that end was like well they attacked me and i was it was self-defense, you know, mm-hmm. which is like a common law here. But you just, you really want to ask yourself in every moment, is this good? Is this good? Like going back to what, what Newt's strongest power is, you got to just really do that when you're in this type of situation, which would be in a group that Satan is like really have control over, is trying to persuade. Does that make sense? It does. And I think maybe that can actually be our challenge for the week is to like this week be very intentional in your decision making and say is what i'm doing good not only is it good but take it to prayer and say is what i'm doing for god or is it for myself yeah yeah and and i think that's my challenge is simply take your decisions to prayer and figure out is this good is this right and not just for the big decisions either but make it a habit this week to intentionally decide like all those things. Obviously, if you're like trying to figure out what to wear today, and you're like, do I go with the black shirt or the the blue shirt? I mean, sure, take it to prayer. <laughs> but I don't think you need to stress too much about stuff like that. But yeah, just take these decisions to prayer and yeah, don't don't overthink it. Right. Too. Like that's another thing. We can't be just like when we talk about testimonies when we want to like glorify the sin. You don't need to bog down too much on like, okay, is this right? Is this wrong? And like cause yourself an anxiety attack or like just live your life and like relax and have fun and be joyful, but just be aware. Like, like practices awareness of yeah. like discerning these things as, as you're going. Right. So I think that's my challenge. Cool. Do you have any shout outs? I do have one shout out. Okay. My good friend, Cody Reynolds, he's from Georgia. He's getting married. Yeah. He started in, like, listening. 
three months, he does listen every now and again. Yeah. And he li- I saw him come up and I texted him. I was like, are you listening to like my podcast? Because it's, it's kind of surprising that he would listen. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I would usually listen when you post it on your Facebook. And just to kind of like see how you're doing. And I was like, wow. And I don't know if he'll listen again. But if he does, thank you. Yeah. And uh, congratulations on your soon to be married. Cool. That's yeah. awesome. I want to give a shout out to Joseph for requesting this movie. Yeah. Thank uh, you. Because I probably wouldn't have done it otherwise. So sorry it took so long, but hopefully you enjoy it. And I know we give him a shout out all the time, but Cody just started listening again and went from like not listening since December to our number one listener again. So he's just and Celia and Celia. Yeah. The power couple. Thanks guys. Yeah. Thank you guys for supporting us and just being awesome. Oh, also, we had a listener in Guam this week. Cool. That was pretty sweet. Yeah, there was a lot of international listeners stuff. this this week. And sorry, not all your names pop up. Like I've said in the past, if you're a new listener, when I listen to our podcasts, I don't even pop up because I listen yeah. to like a third-party app. So depending on how you listen. It depends what you listen on. But we do recognize where you're listening from and that you have listened. And there were a lot of listens lately. So just like thank you all yeah. for checking us out. Seriously. Yeah. So with that, guys, if you are liking what we do, mm-hmm. please go ahead and check us out at our website, first of all, which is thechristinculture.com. Make sure you put the Christinculture or you'll get something else. And also, if you really like what we're doing and want to help support us, please check us out on Patreon. Patreon is a place where you can support us financially, and in return, we will give you extra stuff. And we don't keep any of the money that we get. No, uh, it, it all goes back to trying to build this podcast back up right now. We're really trying to just cover the cost to keep this podcast afloat for our tiers. I mean, some of them are only $5, $10. That's like, don't eat out one day or don't go get a coffee one day. And that will cover like the entire tier for that month. Yeah. So my challenge is if you enjoy this even a little bit, please consider once a month, skip that coffee and give that to supporting this podcast so we can kind of make better stuff for you guys. We're hoping to get better equipment this year too and keep bringing in some new guests and stuff like that. So Totally. I'm really excited. Yeah. So everything helps. So anything you guys can do to help us there. Also, please consider following us on Twitter at on the adventure and Facebook as well. If you want to get a hold of us, our email is in the notes section and what else am I missing? Oh, leave us a review. Yeah, leave us a review anywhere you listen. The more you review, even if it's like a low star review, we don't really want those. But if it Be is, honest, the yeah. more you review, just the more we show up in places. Yeah, and that just helps. Just this to be like this to be spread. If you enjoy this, that's just another way to support us outside of the Patreon. Is just to review us one time. Yeah, it's as crazy as it sounds. You clicking like that five star, that four star review could help us reach another hundred people. It's yeah, it's Just true. Half a second click can help a hundred new people. Even reposting our episodes on your own social media also reaches another hundred to 200 people every time, every time. And it's really simple. Yeah. So anything you guys can do to help us reach more people. We love what we do, but we want to be sharing it with as many people also, as we can. Let us know if there's anything you want us to cover. Cause we are trying to go through, recommendations Mm -hmm. so i mean on top of guest episodes 
if there's anything you want us to cover, we'll pretty much try to cover it um, as we're going down this list of things to do. And it gets us to intake new media. Yeah, which has been really fun. Yeah. Otherwise, thanks again, as always, for joining us on the adventure, and we'll see you next week. Bye.